0: The kick—it's long, it's strong. Got it. He snakes at home. We'll be breaking He's within range now. A third bounce. He's hot, but he gets oh. it. And he hoop, kicks the goal of the day. On eighty-eight point three Southern FM, this is Beyond the Boundary.
1: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. Big thanks to Bruce for the last half hour with his basketball report. We've got plenty to get to this morning on Beyond the Boundary and we'd love to hear from you on 0404 000 736 throughout the morning. How's your day at the football yesterday? Was it a good one? Did your team get up? Did they lose? What went wrong? Would love to hear from you. Joining me, as always, on a uh, Sunday morning is uh, Donners. Donners, good morning to you, mate.
2: Morning, Carlos. Very excited about uh, something we're going to witness today. Really? The King returns.
1: Is it the King or is it Winks?
2: The King. And I'm not talking about Archie, the new royal baby. I'm talking about Max.
1: Well, I Max had I, I heard a little story last night what? on a football coverage that. What's that? The new uh, thing at St Kilda and Sandringham is Max King, obviously, but he's been given the title Winks.
2: Has he? Yeah, there you go. That's his new nickname. I've heard he's. I've heard he just covers the ground beautifully, and uh, hopefully he can stay injury free. But Saints fans, uh, if you get the opportunity, get, head out to Victoria Park today because uh, if he can, uh, if he can get going, then she's um, his one to watch for the future. That's exactly
1: why he's. Called Winks. Yeah, I know. The hope know. is that he's going to get going. I'm excited. I know.
2: I can send you and excitement, Car- Carlos. I saw one of the great games yesterday. We'll discuss it later. But East Melbourne's Ooh. and Paul's the grand final replay. Yeah, we covered it. So um, uh, we'll discuss it a bit later. But one of the great finishes you'll ever see. I tell you what,
1: you were pretty brave with one of your predictions in the Southern League. I had a little look at your one of your write ups yeah. and I said to myself, "Geez, 58 points. That's a pretty harsh assessment." Then I looked at the results and I said, "Donners." I was pretty on the beer, ball, wasn't, wasn't I? You're a mind reader. Yep. Oh, and I should add as well, happy Mother's Day to all yes, the mothers out there absolutely. this morning. Hope you are all treating your mothers uh, because they deserve to be treated well on absolutely. this day more than anything else. And yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody. And also in the studio this morning, of course, is Wayne the Bug Fuller. Morning, wayne
3: Morning, Cole. Morning, Donners. Morning, listeners.
1: How's, how's things, mate? All right? You're going well. Yeah, good day at the footy yesterday? Yeah,
3: it was. Nice yeah. win for Morty. Uh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say so it was a good win after half time. Our first half was good, but that second half of height kicking nine goals to our six after half time, and height with a few injuries were very impressive on their home deck.
4: Mm.
5: Yeah,
2: there you go. So uh, I think everyone everything sort of went to plan. Well, the favourites I would have thought all won yesterday in the Southern League. Maybe uh, apart from St Paul's may not have been the favourite, but uh, another good round of footy in the Southern Footy League.
1: Mmm, some interesting results to come out of the ammos as well, I had a look
2: at. Only one team left undefeated, Carlos.
1: Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> well I saw somebody pumping up their tyres on social media, you've been a very active boy on social media this week, Donis. Yeah, I have, I've, very, very, active. I've
2: had a bit of time on my hands this oh, week.
1: I, I tell you what, uh, do I choose red or black? <laughs> no kidding, don't encourage any kind of gambling at all. Anyway, we've got a massive program this morning, we uh, hope to be joined by Adrian Connolly, who's the assistant coach at uh, the Sandingham Zebras, who's... Unfortunately not answering his phone right now, but I'm sure he'll he'll get onto to us very soon and we'll have a big chat to him about what to expect in their clash against Collingwood at Victoria Park this afternoon. And uh, here were his thoughts on how Max King's going uh, is as he will be making his debut for uh, the Zebras this afternoon after a long time out with injury and, and a bit of rehab, but a uh, highly anticipated debut in any form will be this afternoon, Touchwood. And uh, so we look forward to having a chat to him about that. We've also got Richard Simon, the president of the Ormond Football Club, coming in for a chat. And it's interleague around next week for most competitions around the traps in Victoria, the AFL Victoria Championship. So we will be talking to Ben Lockwood, who's the senior coach of the interleague squad we've in the SFNL. We've got one of the
2: selectors in the studio chairman with us as well. So He's, he'll uh, be able to discuss everything. I saw him down so
1: there. Three-time and... three winning interleague chairman of selectors.
3: Yeah, and three winning, and my involvement now has come up to between more than 10 years with the Southern Footy oh,
2: League. Over that time bug, how many mistakes do you reckon you made in terms of oh. picking the wrong blokes or dropping someone who you yeah, should it's have picked? that's a good picked... point.
3: Yeah, you get criticised. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I get a few texts even last <laughs> night. Apparently there's a bloke running around in Division 1 who's best on ground every week. Oh, yeah. But we've sent the invite to him. We've actually spoken to him personally. His mates at his club have spoken to him, and he just doesn't want to play. End oh. of story. Like He's not injured. He just simply doesn't want to play. So there you go. They're the thing you've got to put up with. You of know, course. and then and then you, when you don't pick a bloke and they go, Oh, he should have been in the team, why'd you pick him from so and so and he's better than him? But that's the debate and this is the challenge and that's what we've got to do. Pick your best twenty three. You're never gonna win being a selector, are you? No, you can't. You're never
6: you, gonna you win. You can't, you know, Cricket, you do the right thing. Footy, footy, you're right, yeah,
3: right, yeah. And there's people out there just even with one the last three, there's still knockers out there hoping that, you know. It's going to fall over, and what's the future of rep footy?
2: Interesting, uh, interesting article I saw in the local paper uh, uh, during the week. uh, The Southern League uh, saying that potentially, if players refuse to play, they may suspend them.
3: What do you think about that? Well, yeah, obviously Lee Hartman, the CEO of the Southern Football Netball League, has uh, made it pretty clear, and we've been told that as well. Um, we're going to have Ben Lockett on the show later on. You want to touch it with him. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it because the last couple of years it's been, um, you know, I'll say again, bloody tough to try and get blokes over the line mm. who simply aren't injured. The, there's plenty of excuses. A lot of blokes want the week off. A lot of clubs are touchy about players, those issues. But, you know, Lee's the CEO, and he's got if he's got the backing of the board and Lee makes that decision, there's mm. going to be some clubs in a fortnight won't have some of their players playing. So mm. let's wait and see. And
2: mm. Danny Aids from Dingley, named captain for the season. Danny second again, year in yeah. In yep. I spoke to him on uh, yep. Tuesday night. He's a ripper. Good he, man Danny. he is um, He's as committed to Interleague as he is to Dingley. So, Loves it. uh, has he had a, a pretty strong influence around the oh, group definitely. already? definitely.
3: The, the boys from Dingley and even off field, you know, Paul Ade has come on as team manager for the first time mm. this year. Donna Stevens is the trainer. Oh, uh, Brendan. Yeah. So there's a bit of a, a lot of good Dingley. People, yeah, like that. that's, yeah, that's the yeah. way we look. We're, we're We've got good people. So, yeah, um, yeah so anyway, next, next week we head up to Romsey.
1: Yeah. Oh well, it's a road uh, trip. Going to be interesting yeah. to see how it goes there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, as as I said earlier, we've got some other guests joining us as well. Not just talking about the interleague. Richard Simon's going to be in and be interested to talk to him about under nineteens because yes. Ormond failed to get an under nineteens uh, team, yeah. to my knowledge, up and running this year. So we talk about the importance of having the under nineteens uh, around, and he can have a chat to us about how he thinks that the developments going in the Amos. Yes, correct. Which would be good. And look at Southern. Seven under-19 teams. So, yeah, he'll be really interested to ask uh, his thoughts on, on under-19s and, and what unfolded with their side. And something that I noticed as well, which is good from the amos is they, every week, produce a list of who's umpiring. Yes. Which I, I, I haven't noticed with other leagues. I've noticed this with the amos They put a full list, and it's subject to change, obviously, but... Good uh, thumbs up to them. Yep, They've done for that, that for a while. I'm yeah, they pretty have, sure.
2: Yeah. Obviously, obviously I'm, I'm, uh, I play in the ammos, and I'm pretty sure that uh, most weeks they'll. Put out either online or I don't know if they email the clubs, but they put out online who's umpiring what game yeah. and uh, and all that. And yeah, it's something I haven't noticed. Sort of covering the uh, the southern footy league, you don't see it much. Yeah, yeah. The cricket, the seeker do it, don't yep. they? The cricket umpires yep. come out on a Thursday night. It's who actually you something you look forward to. It's yeah, like yeah. seeing the teams, <laughs> but you see sort of who you who, <laughs> who you you're getting, who you're going to go. Oh no, not him again. I'll <laughs> no, ball from his end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and theme this morning, fellas. What's the best club event you've ever attended? Nice, oh. nice. Yep.
2: <laughs> Carlos, oh four oh four triple zero seven three six Carlos. Oh, with oh. the good topics today yeah,
1: yeah it could have been an end of season function it could have been you know the best and fairest during the week The, the fret,
2: can we go back party. to
3: the real real old days when we used to have the <laughs> uh, I've, I've, just, <laughs> I've
2: just received a text from uh, one of our favourite goal umpires oh, yeah. and he says the Southern does put it on the website on a Friday okay, okay. so they uh, publish who the umpires are right um and he obviously would have seen his name in Division 4 yeah, yeah, last Friday. A, we'll, get back, flaw, we'll get yep. back to that. That's maybe, a, so maybe
1: they need to make that more public knowledge because right. the Ammos do a good job of sharing it. So, that's anyway, yeah, one that's way good. to go for putting, it <laughs> putting it out there. Putting it out there. Oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. what's your favourite club event that you've ever attended or uh, function? Love to hear from you this morning. But, uh, fellas, before we go to our first break and get Adrian Connolly on the line from the Sandringham Zebras in the lead-up to their big clash, I think we should get into one of our favourite segments that we'd like to call
0: On Beyond the Boundary We
1: know within the four walls of the club, once you're inside those four walls
0: Inside the four walls
1: That's it. Inside the four walls 0404 736, If you've got one this morning that you'd like to send through, who wants to get started this I'll, morning? I'll start because I've got one. I know no
2: bug's probably got a list of them, but um, uh, inside the four walls, heard during the week that, uh, and I just literally just mentioned it. Then I said, uh, um, and I said to Bug at the start, a, a Division One uh, umpiring panel was uh, apparently sent to a Division Four game yesterday. Uh, just because, you know, first home game for this club as well at their new ground. The opposition have had a few issues, so I think they wanted to get it all um, done properly. But uh, a few blokes who have been goal umpiring, boundary umpiring, and field umpiring in Division 1 ended up uh, doing Division 4, and from all reports, not the greatest standard down there at, uh, uh, at the ground that it was at. We don't mention names, obviously, but uh, I thought that was interesting during the week, Bug.
3: It is, yeah. Obviously they've been sent down there for a reason mm-hmm. and obviously the last couple of years there's been issues down in those divisions but it does change the club's way of the day when these umpires and officials do turn up. So some of the players, and as you know, it's all on video now. So, yeah, um, yeah well, another Southern League to keep
2: it all in line. But uh, yeah, you'd be, uh, you yeah. <laughs> apparently it wasn't explained <laughs> that way early in the week. So a few blokes were were thinking, uh were thinking, jeez, I've just done Division One. What what mistakes have I made? And now I'm in Division four?
3: And the Goul and you mentioned who yeah. did it yesterday. He was very good the week before. At morning. he, was, he was. had he the was. scores correct, and he, he was. was.
2: But it looks like mm. he's uh, he's on the he's on the way out now. Oh, it seems. Oh. Division four, he'll be probably doing the, uh, the third, could be doing the, third, doing the thirds third, at nine the, o'clock on or, a Saturday morning, or the under 19s next week, and then you know he's out of the he's out of the league completely. I think
1: sending to a girls' game. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Mate. He'll be doing the netball next week.
1: <laughs> and hello to Hugh McLean if you're out there mm-hmm. this morning. Good man who does uh, a lot of good work. Reporting on the netball and the SFNL. And
2: so that's mine anyway, Carlos. Oh, Good on you, Donis. Yeah. Thanks for that
1: one, mate. I really appreciate that insight. Yeah, umpires, they're, they're just brilliant. I'm sure they would have got a bit of taste of reality going down a Division 4.
2: Mm, yeah. Dif- different quality. D- different, very different, different standard, standard, I was oh,
1: told. Oh, but no, actually, they play a lot like what you watch on TV these days, so I hear, oh. Bug, Oh, yes. D4, it's very all about that.
2: Very different standard.
1: But, you know, let's not go there. What have you got for us this morning? I'm
3: right? hearing from mm. inside the four walls that a Division one player who's won a comp medal, yeah. played round one for his club, mm-hmm. sort of dropped off training a little bit, and the coach of his club said, mate, until you start training, there's no game for you, so he's only played one game.
1: Ooh, fair enough.
3: That's fair enough too, yeah, so I'm not too sure what's going on with the player in the club at the moment, but um, yeah, hopefully this player can um, get back on the track and... Yeah, I
2: wonder maybe if he got a bit uh, a bit comfortable and thought well, I don't really need to train. And well,
3: yeah. yeah, and obviously this coach has come in and said no, nope, these love are the rules. And I love
2: that. Yep, I love so that. Do I yep.
3: yeah, discipline.
2: You can't. Right. It's got to be the same for everyone. Oh, if you don't train, you if you're the best player, game. if you're the best player in the team and you refuse to train, well, sorry. Enjoy playing twos mm. or don't play at all. No, well, I think that was
1: the issue
3: too. They yeah. like, said, so look, you're in the twos and do your time and train. And he basically said. No thanks, but anyway, let's. Um, I'll keep an eye on that because yeah. this bloke's a very good footballer and um, obviously not playing at all at the moment. So,
1: wow. well, I mean, I, 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 the, there would only be really a few exceptions in this situation. If you're a six-game player, you'd be training at your other club. Oh, right. yeah. So that's an exception, i.e., I. Yep. Jedland Jed Bentley. Lamb. Yep. That situation. Yep. So that's fair enough. Or if you were a recruit that did happen to live miles away. But really, there's no excuses. Uh, like, if you miss the occasional training session, fair enough. But
2: This sounds to me like it was a consistent sort yeah, of...
1: Consistent like
3: oh yeah, training, well, he yeah. Played, he, he played round one, and I, I was at the game. I mm. thought, oh, yeah, and he, I think he did actually start on the bench. Been around maybe, for a while? Yeah, he has been around for a while. So he mm. played a few clubs in his journey. But anyway, let's hope it all gets sorted out because um, he's a good player to watch when he's on song.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, disappointing. Get to training. End the story. Well, it's, absolutely. It's, if, it's important. It no. is, isn't it?
3: Because coaches have got um, set tactics to do, and you need know, the numbers at training, and yeah. everyone buys in. You can't have one bloke going, "Well, I'm not going to train." And
1: especially if you're a key recruit too, like if you or you're a well known player. Well known like, player. Yep. You know, it's, and like, everybody has their. Things that they're dealing with, I suppose, but at the end of the Always day... Always
2: got to work on things at training. Yeah, you do, yeah. Cricket definitely. and footy, it's very important.
1: i got one, Inside the Four Walls, a panel member on this radio show. Uh, I've noticed he's been using social media a lot lately, and it's not you, John. Oh, Yeah, I just i, I happened to see uh, one Wayne Fuller on social media. We and, don't
2: mention names. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, tagging a particular colleague or friend of yours yes yes on, yes. on facebook a lot oh, lately Dave butch
2: magwood yes yes <laughs> no he's
1: a
3: good man I don't, I don't know if he's still doing radio at the moment but he's yeah don't know what's happened to butch but anyway he listens to the show and he's a loves his local footy so yeah good oh, man, that's good, no, good it's, man it's, inside the four walls and donard you would have spoken this man yesterday luke duffy yeah unfortunately the news is that he's did, done an acl oh no, not good yeah mm. shattering
2: but he's he's uh, we did speak to him at halftime yesterday, and um, remarkable bloke. He uh, he's just getting on with business. He's going in for surgery next week, and uh, he's keen as keen as ever to uh, to return next season and do it all again. Got great that. great fella. Yep. Yeah. Great footballer. And oh. it's just shattering in local footy oh. that 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 uh, that a season can be ruined like that. In Just, all footy, I guess. Yeah,
1: but that's football. You mm. know, it's the risk you take playing football. It's, there's every chance that you go out there on the footy field and get injured, and if yep. you do, you do. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, football clubs, local footy clubs, don't exactly have the resources AFL footballers do. Yeah. So it could be a bit longer to get back on the park if you do get manage to get back on the park. And, that's,
2: on... and that's two ACLs across the competition. Yeah. Now, Mike Cook, obviously, in the, the first one, and, uh, and now Luke Duffy. So um, we hope both of them can get back pretty quick. Mm. We've had two blokes at
3: Mordialic have come back now off two knee recos, off two. Wow. Like you do one of the blokes say, yeah. I'm out of local footy, but these blokes have worked their asses off. Mm. And, you know, you got to go to the physio at night and get in the pool and do all the rehab, but they've had two and they're back playing again. Yeah. That's a great effort, isn't it? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. the determination to go, that's what I'm, I want to do is get back out in the park.
1: Yeah, right? it's good. And it's good when you've got good people around and, and you're at a football club that, that provide you with the support that you need, oh, you know, yeah. and and... I suppose, from a player perspective, that does an injury that's severe enough to put you out for 12 months, and they've done it more than once. Uh, when you see your team's success or how they're doing off the field, and you're yep. a part of that, you know, somewhat as a spectator or as an assistant, while you do get rehab for an injury, then uh, it just sort of encourages you more to want to get back, and then eventually you do get back, and mm. yeah, touch wood that you don't injure yourself again. Of so. And to
3: finish off, Cole. Yes. Inside the four walls, and everyone will like this the container super box, is back at Springy back. District oh, I see it's that yeah, yeah, Shawnee Francis yeah. so we were out there with interleague training Wednesday night and they're up and about so and, well done and apparently it's, uh, sold, it's out. sold out all
2: sold out mm. for how a good a is that oh, is yeah. good. the
3: super box is back
2: How good. Good. fantastic you love to see that oh, you love great. to hear the council uh, the council stepped in and said no it's all good we'll let you have it so the boys rallied up, on Triple M and they got there
3: well done too well done to Springy
1: District I think you know from the interest that other radio stations show it did end up eventuating that the council gave Council members gave in and, and you know said, mm. right-o, fellas.
2: They probably wanted the votes. Yep, all yeah. sorted.
1: <laughs> uh, and I got one to finish on okay. inside the four walls. I did hear that uh, a current AFL footballer that spent a bit of time at a club that I may or may not have been associated with at some point in my life and uh, was, rum- was rumoured to be around helping out. Did show up to training during the week, so that rumour has been confirmed. There you go. AFL footballer, current listed AFL footballer, helping out at his old club. Well, what about
3: some of the MO blokes? What about some of the MO blokes drinking with Stephen May last Sunday?
1: Oh, dude, we're not going yeah, there. We haven't, not, told, yeah. we haven't spoken to our lawyers about that, yeah, yeah. Mark. We can't go there. We'll
3: oh, have to get you to clarif- Well, they're
1: playing in the MOs, these boys. We'll, oh, have
2: to- we'll have to get you to clarify that in the break. their names
1: it. have been mentioned. All right, I'll call Mark Seymour and get approval. <laughs> <Well>, <yep, laughs> yep. He's coming up a bit, day. If we get... Anyway. Oh, this, is- <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this is Beyond the Boundary. here on 88.3 Southern FM. Your home or local footy in 2019. Back after this.
0: Tune to Southern FM 88.3 every Thursday from 12 till 2 for Midday Magic with Dave Caffey and Alex here. That's Thursday at noon on Southern FM 88.3, the sounds of the Bayside.
7: Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more.
8: Molly, that's me. And Fluoro, That's me. ...for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturdays, 4 till 5pm, for gardening tips, community announcements, fresh produce recipes and 80s and 90s music.
0: You can give us a call with any gardening
8: questions. We'll also chat about what's going on in your back and front yard and many other beautiful gardens in the wonderful Bayside area. That's Molly's Blooming Hour, 4 till 5, Saturday afternoons, proudly sponsored by Vasili's Garden Centre.
0: In my community... When you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried.
4: Men do get depression, and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. You
1: are indeed listening to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside this morning. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. 0404000736 is the number that you can text us in this morning. Want to hear what's your favourite club event that you've ever attended or function? What did you get up to? Do we want to know what you got up to? (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) Inside the four walls.
1: Inside the four walls. Something could come out of it. We'd love to hear from you this morning. But right now we've got to get to our first guest of the morning. And he is a part of the, wow, an up and about Sandringham Zebra's family. And he's the assistant coach that looks after the forward line. I speak of uh, Adrian Connolly. Adrian, thanks so much for uh, giving us some of your time this morning.
4: Yeah, cheers, boys! Thanks for having us on, and thanks for supporting the Zebras.
2: No stress, Adrian John Donohue here. Um, nice to talk to you. Now, Carl just said you uh, you're in charge of the forward line. Uh, you'd be as excited as I am, I think, uh, with the re- with the return of uh, of Max King today.
4: Oh, there's a little bit of a pep in the step, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting uh, yeah, getting uh, him back on the on the park. And look, I've had I don't have any part in terms of his preparation down at St Kilda. Uh, just get to run that forward line with him in it today. But uh, I think all St Kilda supporters and all football supporters are you know, eagerly awaiting his uh, debut. But, uh, yeah, let's not put too much expectation on the kid coming back from an ACL. Uh, I think it's just great that he's out there running around.
2: What are you hearing in terms of uh, the the intel that you're getting from St Kilda that sort of he, he is fully ready to go? Are you expecting sort of a, a full forward role, centre-half forward role for him today?
4: Oh, look, a bit of everything today, um, you know, he, he's he's recovered well. He wouldn't be out in the park yep. if he wasn't 100% ready to go. And he probably could have played a couple of weeks ago. But he's trained strongly. You know, he's prepared and ready. And, uh you know, we'll probably throw him around in a few different roles today just to get him back into playing footy, getting adjusted. And and we've also got to remember these kids. He, he's never played senior footy before. So this is his first game against men. So, you yeah, know there's that adjustment, having coming out of like school footy and kids footy. So, uh, you know, I reckon we've just got to... Cool the Jets a little bit with him, but, uh, yeah, get excited for what the future may hold with him.
3: Adrian, Wayne Fuller, good to talk to you. A um, couple of changes during the week, and I see Ryan Carroll comes into the team.
4: Oh, yeah, great story uh, there, Wayne. Uh, Ryan came down to our community day uh, in late October last year, so we, we opened up the doors and, and just asked any kids that wanted to try out and, and try and make our list, and Ryan impressed from the first session. Fit and strong, uh, mature as well. So he's 22, 23 and uh, has been really strong over the pre season. Played three practice matches against AFL clubs. So he's had a little bit of experience now. Uh, at that level and and just through good form and, and good training um yeah he's pushed his way in so it's a really good story for us
2: yeah and what was said to uh darris seckle obviously dropped during the week kicked four on debut um only kicked i think one last week uh have you guys just told him to sort of go back to local footy get a bit of form and hopefully he can uh, he can get his way back in, in a couple of weeks
4: Oh, look, yeah, definitely. I mean, unfortunately, uh, the, you know, the VFL thing, Darius hurt his foot uh, in the last game as well, and uh, mm. he, he, he needs a couple of weeks off. Yep. So he, he got stood on. He's got a badly bruised toe. So yeah, uh, he, he he couldn't get up to today. But look, he's been a, what a find, you know. He's another kid that, as we've all read, just thought I'd better give some, give some top-level footy a go. And uh, <laughs> he was outstanding that first game. And even last week, he did some really good things, kicked our first goal. But, yeah, he's a real bright prospect.
1: How have you seen Sam Rowe's uh, involvement with Sandringham? He's been a pretty good addition to the list, a late addition to St Kilda. And from the games that we've seen him play for Sandringham, because we broadcast the home games uh, of, of, of Sandringham this year in this partnership, which has been fantastic, but uh, from what we've seen of Sam Rowe, seems to be making really big impact with the group.
4: Oh, look, I think, Sam, you get you start to see signs last week who's just starting to get there. So... Um, look, I think if you come out of an AFL system and you, you have six months enjoying yourself, which he thoroughly deserved, I, I don't think he'd put in a lot of work on the track. And uh, I think Sam will tell you that. But uh, he's certainly got the uh, the passion back, and uh, you know the the fight back as well. So, um, yeah, pretty excited about what Sam could bring. And but um, going forward, I think as he starts to get his marking and that going, I think he'll be a really big asset for us.
2: And Adrian, so just to clarify on that, you reckon uh, his biggest knock was just the fitness, obviously coming out of a local footy club. He sort of wasn't at the level that they that, uh, that St Kilda needed or you guys needed uh, early in the season?
4: Oh, look, it's just the level to be at, you know, we see it with the VFL standard uh, with our kids that come in and train and, and, and to play VFL footy is really difficult. Uh, it, it takes a lot of passion and commitment, a lot of hard work, and when you're competing against blokes that do it, full-time you know it's really hard sometimes to just bridge that gap and and sam had six months where he he wasn't in that system where he wasn't doing the running and the time trials and and the ball work and and you do you just drop off a little bit and we're only talking like five ten percent but but it but it is measurable out on the ground and he's starting to get that back
3: in your journey adrian where's your football background
4: um, yeah, I'm, I've been through the uh, the Vafa. That's where I did all my uh, playing and coaching, and uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, great competition, and uh, yeah, so I spent probably fifteen twenty years coaching in the Vafa, and uh, also spent my time playing in the Vafa.
2: Adrian I want to ask you about uh, John O'Marsh. obviously he got a game for St Kilda last week comes back into Sandringham I see he's listed at full back do you see him do you see him having a role at both ends of the ground for Sandringham because I thought against uh, Williamstown a couple of weeks ago he he had a, a huge impact going forward um, but can also play defensively because he's got good hands as well
4: yeah you're spot on there look he's uh, O's. Jono's really fitted in very well, uh, very adaptable. Uh, got a game last week in the AFL as a forward. So, but you picked it up. His second quarter against Williamstown, that that turned that game. Yeah. That that's the quarter that won it for us. Um, he gave us a real good contest, set up a couple of goals, just his pressure. You know, he was outstanding, and you know that's I think the one thing about the modern footballer that you know people like Jono now are very flexible. Uh, they can play both ends of the ground and, and I think that's the exciting thing with these blokes and hopefully that's what makes us a real dangerous team, that teams will turn up and, and they just won't know where blokes are going to line up and play and we, we hope with a, a bit more time and a bit more playing together, you know, we can really bring that dynamic edge to our team.
1: Good to see a couple of little boys that, uh, that played senior footy at uh, RCA Park last week make it back into the senior side with St Kilda yesterday but uh, in saying that Hunter Clark comes back to play for Sandrick Hammond be good to have him back in the lineup uh, this afternoon against Collingwood
4: yeah when when we saw when I see that we get Hunter back you know I'm not unhappy but uh, yeah it's it's tough and and Hunter I know is working on a few things They they want him to keep developing and look he'll get there there he does some things that are that just most kids his age can't do on a football field. So uh, he's an outstanding talent, and I think he's going to be a long-term footballer for St Kilda Football Club. He's someone whose journey, I think, supporters are going to really enjoy watching. He's only going to get better and better. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, he's that step above VFL footy with some of the things he does, and he's just starting to you know, get, it, get it done at AFL level. But, yeah, very, very good talent, Hunter.
3: And how did last Sunday go down at RSA Park?
4: Oh, look, it was great. What a great facility and great to bring footy back to sort of the local and the spiritual home ground. And, you know, we keep saying, Sandy, we're two clubs, one team. And, uh you know, whether, whether we play at Trevor Barker or up at RCA, you know, it doesn't really worry us. Um, but the facility's great. It's only going to get better. The ground was really good. So, uh you know, it's exciting for the players. I think it's really exciting, too, for the Saints-listed boys to play there as well. And, uh yeah, yeah, it gave us all the big buzz.
2: Adrian, final one for me. Um, obviously, a big game against Collingwood today. Trying to go for three in a row. I think they're roughly around the same spot as uh, Sandringham on the ladder. What are you expecting from them, and what? How are we going to have to go about uh, beating them today?
4: Oh look, yeah, they always—they're uh, a very competitive side, uh, Collingwood, and when their AFL side's doing well. You can guarantee there are uh, v f l sides doing well, so uh now we expect them to be uh pretty tight at the contest and uh you know that's where probably the game's won and lost. you can win the ball in close and then get it on the outside um you know you give yourself a, a, as much chance of winning as uh you know as you can so but that, they're a good team they've got a lot of experience in there. you know gold running around out there, so you know he'll be a good leader and mentor for their their younger kids uh, Travis travis is also running around so You know, we're under no illusions. We're in for a pretty tough game today.
1: Hey, Adrian, we really appreciate you giving us some of your time today, especially on uh, game day, which is going to be a big one against Collingwood at Victoria Park. And we wish you all the best today and and keep up the great work that you're doing. A part of the the great team at Sandy, they're building something really good this year and we look forward to uh, calling the rest of the home games and being a part of it with you in 2019.
4: I appreciate the support of Southern FM and, uh, yeah, good year to get on, Vole, boys. I I can feel something. I'm I'm hoping this could be a pretty exciting finish of the year for us.
1: Beautiful stuff, Adrian Connolly joining us there, the uh, the forward line assistant coach for Sandringham, and it's great that uh, Sandringham been able to give him uh, give us some of his time rather this morning here on eighty eight point three Southern FM, and we re- really love this. Uh, good insight, isn't it? Very yeah. good, very good. And we're covering
2: yeah. Essendon the Essendon game next week. So you take on Essendon at yep, uh, Trevor well, Barker Oval. So
1: I notice uh, one uh, John Donohoe might be
2: calling the game yeah, so. potentially. Making my VFL uh, calling debut, which is exciting.
1: With the great David Hampton. The great,
2: oh, Doing well, Hammers, isn't he? Carl Bianco uh, demoted to special comms. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> possibly might go missing. Oh! Um, no. Wow, <laughs> no. he's throwing the, throwing, the, throwing the toys out of the I might, cot. I, might, I just noticed with interest that Richmond are playing Hawthorn next Sunday. I might oh. have Throwing the up. toys yeah. out of the cot, uh, bud. Yeah. I, I need a Sunday off. Yeah, wow. There you At least these, these Sunday mornings here are getting to me. No, I'm kidding. 0404 000 is the number that you can get us on this morning. We still want to hear from you. We want to hear what the best club function or uh, event is that you've ever been to and what unfolded, what was so good about it, because I'm sure there's been plenty out there. I know uh, from our <laughs> time involved with the Southern League, Wayne, uh, the the end of year uh, awards night is always good fun. Do you,
2: oh, go, yeah. to, do you go to all the Morty Alec events, yeah, bug? yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 We'll have to get you down to a couple of Brighton Union runs as well.
1: (laughs) You're listening to Beyond the Boundary here on (laughs) 88.3 Southern FM. We'll take a break and be joined by the president of the Ormond Football Club,
7: Richard Simon. Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more.
9: For the best in news, views, interviews, entertainment and finance, you can't afford to miss Friday magazine. Nine o'clock every Friday morning on 88.3 Southern FM with Graeme Johnston, Paul Gertell and Leanne Cutler. They may be oldies, but they're goodies.
3: Hi, Shane Edwards here from the Richmond Football Club for Rad. Footy is a true team sport. When you're part of a team, you support each other. You back each other up and you do whatever it takes to help a teammate who's in trouble. So if you're with someone who's been drinking, don't let them get behind the wheel. Take their keys and call a taxi because mates don't let their mates drink drive.
9: Rad. ra double or check us out on Facebook.
8: Molly, that's me, and Fluoro, That's me. ...for Molly's Blooming Hour, Saturdays, 4 till 5pm, for gardening tips, community announcements, fresh produce recipes and 80s and 90s music. You can give us a call with any gardening questions. We'll also chat about what's going on in your back and front yard and many other beautiful gardens in the wonderful Bayside area. That's Molly's Blooming Hour, 4 till 5, Saturday afternoons, proudly sponsored by Vasili's Garden Centre.
0: In my community... When you're growing up, if you're the man, you know, you've got to be strong. I blamed everyone around me for the way I felt. My wife, work, my brothers. I mean, they changed, not me. But I was sitting at the breakfast table one day and I couldn't eat. I sat there and I just cried.
4: Men do get depression and for them there is hope. Call the Beyond Blue info line on 1300 224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. The sounds of the Bayside, 88.3 Southern FM.
1: You are listening to Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. 0404 000 is the number you can get in contact with us this morning. We still want to hear what your best club function or footy event was that you've experienced in your journey within footy. 0404 000 736. We've still got plenty to get to and uh, it's great to... Welcome our next guest into the studio this morning. I speak of the president of the Ormond, Ormond Football Club and uh, C of the Ammo's. Richard Simon is his name and he joins us this morning. Richard, thanks so much for giving us some of your time this morning. No, looking forward to it, Carl. Thanks. Great, Rich- great to have you in.
2: Richard, a good win yesterday.
1: Yeah, it was a, a bit of a nail-biter. Um,
9: I really don't think anyone thought that we were probably going to get out um, out of the game with a win. You know, really, until the last probably ten minutes. Um, I think we were five goals down at uh, three quarter time, oh, or close to it. Wow. In a low scoring game, we'd only kicked four goals at that stage, and yeah, came home with a you know like a train and uh, kicked six goals to one in the last quarter. Very exciting. Yeah, crazy. Very exciting.
2: Um, you've obviously uh, you obviously won the the premiership last year, and uh, we were talking off air. Um, what would it mean to this to this footy club if you were able to sort of win it again this year in Premier C and go to Premier B. You were saying you can't really remember the last time you were in Premier B.
9: Yeah, I think it was in the the mid-90s. Well, I'm not really talking premierships at the moment or grand finals, but, yeah, look, it's obvious that uh, the team that we've got is is very competitive in C grade. Um, And uh, it's a young list. Uh, The grand final last year, we had five guys aged under 19 years or under. And so to to retain all of those boys, um, round one, we debuted two boys who were nineteen years of age as well. so it's a very young list, um, and we're pretty excited that it's a very competitive list in C grade. And yes, you know who knows where this journey could could take us? Um, big bonus obviously to get Simon Buckley back this year. Um, Simon's an Ormond boy. His father Martin played over 250 games. Tom's obviously the captain this year, but after he finished at Collingwood, he went to Ichuka for six years. So, um, I think he won two Golden Valley BNFs and I think five Ichuka Footy Club B&Fs. So, pretty handy acquisition to have. Yeah. Great effort um, yeah. in, in in C Grade, and you need those guys, as you all know. Yep. You need to have have a couple of top up players. You know, as you move up the grades, and uh, Simon's going to be fantastic for us in that regard.
1: Definitely. Now, your footy background. uh, Where did your involvement in local footy begin?
9: Yeah, well, I've a bit of an interesting one. Uh, My winter um, sport was umpiring. Right. So I was field umpire. Uh, Started off when I left school. Um, Played first at Brighton Grammar, but uh, when I left school, thought I might give umpiring a go, and uh, yeah, got to the league. I was on the senior list from uh, eighty-five to eighty-eight. Um, in that time, when you know Rowan saws Kevin uh, Kevin Smith, um, uh, Glenn James, you know a lot of the old days. The, my contemporaries were Chris Mitchell, Gavin Door, um Ross Castle. So they, they're the uh, uh, Darren Goldspink, They're the guys yeah. that I sort of came up through. But look, it just wasn't good enough at the end of the day. And then in uh, 1980. Nine, went to the Amateurs and actually had six years umpiring in the Amos um and you know my, my relationship I guess with Ormond started um I lived in Carnegie and uh and, and umpired Ormond Collegians still Sellers, and no A great umpire and had a lot of the I guess the main games and got to know the club club guys pretty well um and uh and my three boys and all played you know I was kicked right through to um junior, the junior club and and Henry and Jeremy Still playing in the seniors, and uh, will the third one? He had a couple of years with with them as well. So pretty proud, you know, parents Pamela and myself to have our three boys all playing in the seniors at Ormond. After mm. watching them come through Oz Kick, mm.
2: and your boys playing uh, playing the first. did I see he kicked three or yeah, three Henry, goals yesterday.
9: Yeah, Henry's been an interesting player. He's played uh, forward and back on ball, etc. But um, Lever this year and, and and Jason Bird, who's you we know, got his director of football. They've found a position for him on the forward line. Um, he's a pretty, pretty aggressive and a pretty, uh, uh, I guess, you know, committed, committed player. And uh, so he creates a lot of pressure.
2: Does he? Uh, does he ever sort of say to the coach, "Look, whack me up forward," or uh, you know, Dad, Dad's going to get Dad you out. knocks on the door Dad's on a Thursday night. Uh, Want to play in the midfield? So you know, it's up to you.
9: <laughs> I learned pretty quickly that I'm not going to get influence, <laughs> yeah. have any influence on selection with my sons in no win situation.
2: Now, Richard, how many um, how many teams are you rolling with at Ormond this year? We we heard from uh, the boys earlier, no under nineteen team, yeah. unfortunately.
9: Yeah, it yeah, is very disappointing. Um, so three three years ago, we had women's 19s, and three senior teams. So yep. We had five teams, um, and we were flying, you know. And uh, uh, the women's team, um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get them up in 2018 um and uh and then this year um have lost down to 19 so yeah look i guess the other line story um you know it started back in i think it was 2016 the year 12s at mckinnon high um decided that they would like to stay together as a group um and football uh, was was the avenue that they chose and um, and I, they, they we weren't aware of it at the time, but they went through the amateurs, and, uh, and I think they were advised that Glen Iris Saints mm-hmm. um, were looking for another 19 team, and so they played as the McKinnon High Old Boys for for, for that year. Mm-hmm. I think everyone thought it would probably just be a one year thing, but um, you know the school I think then became a bit in, a bit more involved, and and you know the, the the two subsequent year 12 lists or boys or squads have have. Um, also decided to to go to Glen Ira so bit disappointing. I mean, the reality is uh, the junior club has uh, its feeder is probably McKinnon High, and so we've always had a large group of McKinnon High boys come through um, in our seventeens and nineteens. and And I guess from my point of view, they they're always they're always playing together as a group in our nineteens. Know? It's just that they were called Ormond and if they wanted to change their name I suppose we would have entertained that so yeah look we've got a couple of strategies in place with the junior club Um, they've got 216 teams this year and we're working pretty closely with them.
2: What is your your relationship like with the junior club is it pretty solid because you hear other clubs uh, around this area especially where the senior footy club and junior footy club are complete separate entities they hardly talk they don't get on um, do you guys get on pretty well with, uh, the, with ab- the junior footy club?
9: Absolutely yeah. no, incredibly well and same jumper same song yep. Yep. obviously same um, ground uh, we have over the last probably three years had um, up to six or seven of our boys coaching junior teams Yep. Um, and when we had the women's team there were a few of the girls that were involved in um, some of those younger girls teams as well and yeah, we have a really strong, you know, co- you know, co-purchase yep. equipment. Nice. Um, That's yeah, good. To it's, hear. it's a really yeah, strong. It's good. a really strong association. The president of the um, Ormond Juniors this year, Gavin Dwyer, and I, you know, probably speak two or three times a week. Oh, good. That's um, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a great cooperation. Mm. Yep.
1: Facilities-wise, how's the the gun pavilion looking there? Any uh, news about getting a bit of an upgrade at all? Well, there's yeah, a lot of funding going out there at the moment. There is. Well, we, we
9: were successful, um, which was great. Tim Wilson uh, came down at our first round lunch and announced that the Liberal National Party are contributing two hundred and fifty thousand, and that is already already in. Oh, great. So it's not an election oh, promise. It's yep. actually already in. Councils um, is matching. Uh, the balance, um, which is 120 odd thousand, so there's about 350,000 being spent to upgrade the oh, lights great. from 50 lux to 150 uh, LEDs, too. So that'll be a lot cheaper for us to run um, so it's a win-win for everyone so the council's already said to me start organising round one as a night game yeah. in 2020 nice. so yeah. we're pretty excited about fantastic. that fantastic yes, good idea absolutely too. yeah very excited
1: very good so uh, what are you looking forward to most this year is there anything that, that's going to stand out obviously the playing, coming up against Hampton Rovers the rivalry there is pretty yeah. strong mm-hmm. and you've already versed them and gotten one on them this year uh, what else are you looking forward to this yeah, year Yeah, well
9: I mean Hampton and Ormond have you know we're we're rivals, but friendly rivals. Yeah, um, it it is a good, 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 good relationship that we've both got. Gary and I, uh, you know, be good good friends off the field as well. So, um, and before him, Steve and Anderson. But um, look, I think Carl, it's really just for us to consolidate ourselves and see. We we came up. Um, this is my sixth year as president. I think it was in my second year. We came up from um, D. Played played Q in a losing grand final, um, and then the following year uh, we relegated. Right. So um, we want to make sure that we actually stay in C grade. And as I said, it's pretty exciting that we've got mm-hmm. um, a list that we think can um, you know take us into some pretty exciting times.
2: How's um how's recruiting been? Because obviously should you take that next step to premier b another step up you're going to probably need to maybe top up the list yeah. and get some talented players is it easy enough for you guys to go out there and find good decent players to uh, to come on board
9: yeah look i think it's a, it's always a bit of a challenge um you know for a district club that doesn't have uh, An old the network alone. of uh, yeah. Yeah. young boys that are directly related to the club but um you know we we've got uh, a few boys who were uh junior junior Ormond players and played a couple of years with us over the last, you know, probably five or six years that have indicated that they might come back. There's a couple playing in um, uh, Eastern Eastern Footy League. There's a couple at Echuca, um, that we're, we're playing with Simon. So, I'm not directly involved in recruiting myself. I'll leave that to Ash mm. and to uh, Jason Burt, you know, Matthew Robbins. Those sort of guys can start talking. But we obviously also rely on the players to be telling their mates yep. and and I think coming up into C grade it makes it a little bit more appealing as well for some of those recruits who are thinking of coming along I and mean, particularly if we uh, do go well in, in C and play finals in B uh, finals in C look towards getting into B
3: and obviously we've seen during the week and it's a great debate the alcohol policy with the MOs. Yeah. what are
9: your thoughts? It was interesting because uh, Paul uh, uh, one of the board members was, was with us last or yesterday for lunch. Um, Oh, I'm pretty clear in my view, and I've said it to the Amos, um, you know, in the forums that we do have, that I think that there should be the opportunity for clubs to nominate um, a couple of lunches mm. yep. um, where, you know, the the alcohol can be extended to, I've always said half time's probably a, a good time. Um, but those, those lunches where you have past players and, you know, the ladies' lunch that we had yesterday, I mean... You know, eighty percent of the attendees aren't interested in the footy. In yeah, the Past yeah. players are catching up. Yep. You know, they might stand at the window and, and watch it, but really they've got they're they catching up with their mates, and, yep. and, and likewise with the ladies, they're, they're interested in just catching up as well. So I think for a couple of those, but look, restricted obviously to. Inside the room, yes, um, and also restricted to those people that are at the lunch. I you know, I don't think there is any need for anyone else to be coming in. So, I am pretty, pretty. Uh, yeah. I think that's a fair. Yeah, would, would a fair you, compromise.
2: Would you, uh, would you think, would you lobby to the VAFA maybe even to say, personal preference, whatever? If clubs want to do it, you know, let us let us know anyway. When when uh, when a club wants to sort of sell alcohol, I don't know, up to half time or whatever you are yeah. thinking.
9: Yeah, I, look, I think you know at the start of the year, clubs um, could nominate. Mm. two games or three games and 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 nominate them with justification and I think um, you know there, there, there'd be as I said a, a lot of clubs that' would be using past player and ladies lunches but there's probably some other events that clubs are doing as well you could do but but and and also then have have punishments if you do do the wrong thing yeah. <laughs> you know perhaps it's next year you don't get the opportunity to have any lunches that run past two but um, look like it or lump it it's a pretty pretty important earner for the clubs that is, it? Yeah, and it is. uh and you know the alcohol sales uh, you know make up a, a big part of our revenue and um it's not that we're a boozy club it's just that's the reality of uh of clubs they you know players supporters they like to socialize and mm. it's women it's mm. men it's boys and it's girls i mean that's that's where it's at
2: and the good thing about the gun you know unlike a lot of other grounds is that it's, you can actually stand up there and watch the game, you know. I know it at Track Park, obviously, with my association with the with the old Zavs, you can't. I mean, you're underneath the rooms. You If you want to go and watch the footy, you've got to actually walk out. So that is one good thing about um, the gun, that you can stand up there and, you know, in a controlled environment, yeah. stand there, sit there, watch the footy, have a chat, and, uh, and it's Absolutely, great. Absolutely, yeah.
9: And, and I think it was three years ago, the council, um, there used to be a dado about a metre high. Um, so when you were sitting down, on the second story, you actually couldn't see the ground. Oh. So they removed that. There's, there's now... It's now, um, it's now, it's now floor-to-ceiling uh, windows, and so from pretty much anywhere, <laughs> you can see the ground. And, um, and I think that's probably... I think that's actually one of the reasons why the M.O.'s are a little bit um, reticent at this stage in introducing, because there are some clubs that probably can't benefit, but, but yeah. I sort of think, well, why punish the ones that can? And that's just the reality of... Uh, of all clubs Each ground Each club There's differences mm. There's nuances Some don't have any parking You know Some mm. don't have any warm up area mm. Some have You know Two ovals Three ovals And great social clubs Have but you seen it over your time though Have you seen blokes <laughs> Drinking cans On the
3: far side of the ground
9: Or sitting in cars Oh Yeah I have Yeah um, But But in a park environment Our, our ground's That's in yeah. a park Yeah um, I'm not I don't I haven't seen it At, 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 at Ormond But mm. But you know, Como there's yeah, some locals. Only, yeah, yeah yep. Como's yeah. I think there's some locals that are renowned for it. I think at mm. Bo Morris there's a couple as well that come out and and that's fine. It's as fine, long yeah. as they're not, you know, yeah. yahooing and that. It's it's uh it's all pretty reasonable.
1: Now uh, function wise and sponsor wise, anything you'd like to put out there? I know that uh, Ormond have a lot of great club functions throughout the year. I see you on social media you get a lot of good people come and, and have like sports yeah. nights and whatnot. and Any to look yeah, forward well, to
9: yeah, we, we, we actually um, dabbled in our first sportsman's night last year and uh, in partnership with our major sponsor Buxton Bentley and we made you know net or clear 20 grand yep. wow. which is fantastic and who you have yeah so we had uh, Dimmer yep. uh, Hardwick so Hardwick's got a relationship with the club yeah
2: his son plays there yeah, uh, BJ yeah.
9: plays and again he's one of the boys that's come through Ozkick mm. all the way through so um, pretty uh, pretty cemented to the place the Hardwick so we had Dimmer uh, Dermy nice um, uh, Richo Matthew Richards as well. And a crowd, yeah. the suburban oh, footballer. The suburban footballer. Oh Tommy Seegan, yeah, how good Tommy? is he? Tommy, Tommy yeah, oh, he was just oh, said oh, oh. And how we did it, I think we actually value added because we actually had him the 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 arrival um and the uh the first drinks were all in the change room the home change <laughs> room and Tommy <laughs> literally like he we had a spotlight on him, a dim spotlight yeah. and he actually did his show, you know, standing on the um bench seat. Um oh, it was that's an incredible a, atmosphere. It's great. Yeah. great. And then everyone yeah. uh, Moved upstairs um, And uh, Tommy hosted it And yeah Had, had, had the So this year we've got um, Just as good a cast I think We've got uh, Kevin Sheedy And Alastair Clarkson So nice. probably the two yeah. coaches That people talk about as probably being The greatest coaches Sheedy's good yeah, definitely. Kevin Sheedy's fantastic Yeah Billy Brownless uh, yep. oh, And yep. Marty Fields There you go oh, And Marty. Michael Roberts to host There you go yeah, so that's that, that, What date's that? That's on the 26th of June It's a Wednesday and uh mm-hmm. we're gonna use Marty the same way as we used Tom last mm-hmm. year where we'll have um you know, a bit of a stand up, mm. you know, with Marty. So I, I went to school with Marty, we both went to Brighton Grammar. And uh, so I know Marty well, so he's um, he's pretty happy to be doing, doing it.
2: Doing it for free, for a mate? <laughs> well, mates' rates, put it that way. Not, not not totally free. <laughs> they're, um, they're they're great. They're great. Those sportsmen. Like, we did one at the cricket club down the road here uh, last year, and you know y- you get people in. If you do it right, you get enough people yeah. in, you can make some serious money yeah. for the club, which well, is great.
9: Well, that's right. And and our formula is pretty simple, um, where it's just uh, finger food, mm, and it's, yep. and we keep it simple, like it's just. Like it's a footy night, yep. pies, little party pies, sausage yep. rolls, um, this big plates of sushi, and um, women. It's it's mixed, so we had about seventy five ladies there last yeah. year out of the hundred um, and fifty. Uh, and being a Wednesday night means that you know no one you know gets stupid, mm-hmm. and <laughs> we we actually call it sports stars at the gun the night rather yeah. than a, yeah. sort of the sport. A, the term sportsman's night. You know, has, has it has its sort of annotations yeah. and connotations. But so
1: it's Sports Star is at the gun.
9: And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it again with Buxton.
1: Nice. Beautiful stuff. Any sponsors that you want to yeah, say big well, thanks to? Yeah, them? well,
9: Buxton and uh, Bentley have been our major sponsor for many, many years. Yeah. Um, the Ormond McKinnon Community Bank yeah. uh, on North Road, um, another great great supporter. And the McKinnon Hotel. Leighton Press in Moorabbin. Uh, and also... Um, uh, so, so there's, there's there's great support. I mean, I could list that they're they're sort of the main, mm. you know, the top tier sponsors, and you know we get a lot lot of support from them, and uh, you know without their support, yeah, you know it'd be a be a big big struggle, big struggle. But no, all good.
1: Brilliant stuff. Hey, Richard, really appreciate you coming in and and coming to say good day and letting us know what's going on at the Ormond Football Club. It's a it's a great football club with a proud history, and they're they're on the right track again this year in season 2019. So. Thanks so much uh, for coming in and giving us some of your time on a Sunday morning. Making the effort to come into the studio—it's uh, always appreciated when we can get guests in the studio. And uh, yeah, big thanks to you for coming no in worries. this morning. Thanks, thanks a lot. Good on Richards guys. Richard Simon, the president of the Ormond Football Club. We will take a break here on eighty-eight point three Southern FM. This sounds of the Bayside. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in twenty nineteen. <laughs>
4: Do you like an old-fashioned trash and treasure market with everything from plants to pre-loved clothing, homewares to crafted jewellery and much more? Then join us at Bentley Sunday Market, 7am to midday every Sunday at Bent Street Car Park next to Bentley Station. All proceeds go to community projects of Bentley Moorabbin Central Rotary Club. Mention Southern FM for a free
7: cloth shopping bag online at bentleymarket.org. Southern FM Sponsor.
6: Hyatt Neighbourhood Community House is dedicated to creating a welcoming community atmosphere through running affordable classes and events for all ages and abilities. Featured classes include playgroup, art, fitness and teen gaming, plus room hire. Key events include higher ground, photography competition, Lions Den and Hyatt Hub Livingston Street Party. Sharing the space with the Hyatt seniors and Greek seniors, we are located at 2 Livingston Street, Hyatt. To get in touch, call 955 3797 or visit our website at hyatt.org.au.
0: Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All new Saturday Osmosis, every Saturday morning from 10 until noon. Kingston Arts proudly presents Six Moments in Kingston, a mystery bus tour visiting six new public artworks dotted through Kingston suburbs. Interact with contemporary artworks based on infamous local stories, including the mysterious disappearance of pilot Fred Balanchich. Was he taken by a UFO? Phil Carmen's headbutting incident at Maraba Oval. The global release of Parkdale rocker Rick Springfield's hit single Jessie's Girl, opening May 2019. Book now nine double five six triple four zero or KingstonArts.vic.gov.au. Hi, Steve Kay here, and each week I get your music heartbeat going with The Beat Goes On Fridays from 2 to 4pm right here on 88.3 Southern FM I play a variety of songs based on a theme from all different
3: genres and decades and I talk about why I like them and the connection to the theme It's all designed to connect you with the music and keep your beat going So join me Fridays at 2pm right here on 88.3 Southern
0: FM for The Beat Goes On
4: The sounds of the Bayside
0: 88.3 88.3 Southern FM.
1: You are listening to Beyond the Boundary your home of local footy in 2019 here on 88.3 Southern FM the sounds the bayside 040400736 is the number if you want to tell us what your favorite club function is or has been in your time throughout local footy and uh, netball as well. If there's any netballs out there that have enjoyed a netball function, because, of course, some football clubs have associations with a netball club or joint ventures with a netball club as well. So we'd love to hear from you this morning. But uh, we'll take a look at some footy results because we... I have plenty to get through before we get to Ben Lockwood, the interleague coach of the SFNL for 2019. And we'll start by uh, this is an interesting result, Donners. I believe it was a match of the day yesterday. It certainly was. Oh, and
2: Joey Pignataro. Yeah,
1: our great friend. Our great friend. Piggy, mm-hmm. 15 11 101, old Trinity defeated old Carrier, 8 fifty seven. 57.
2: Crucial win for Trinity. They yeah, needed, I think They so. needed that. Mm. They certainly needed that after a lean few weeks. Got off to a good start. Five goals to one in the first term, and mm. um, and just sort of kept rolling from there. So, um, worrying signs, I think, a little bit for Kerry at the moment. They're in the danger zone. They're in the danger zone. Them and Delar look to be um, look to be struggling a little bit. But um, yeah, Kerry, I'm not sure about at the moment.
1: I reckon the recruit that La have got to help them out is going to going to do good oh, things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, look, uh, look no, he's not playing. He's off the field, but. He does play for an AFL club, so <laughs> he's got and a strong AFL club at that.
2: It's not Braden Maynard, is it?
1: Maybe. <laughs> anyway. <You're, mate>. <laughs> <laughs> Have all, all faith in Brayden. <laughs> he did sign a new contract recently. He did, yeah, he's, yeah. he's played 75 The only reason games. I said
2: that is because you kept bringing him up on this program and oh, uh, look, about how you uh, you played with him and, you know... One
1: of my greatest highlights ever in my footy career, my short footy career, yeah, was playing, playing with Brayden Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> I can say I played as good football with a good football... No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's a good result for old Trinity there, and as you said, Donna's old carry... Uh, well, you we wanted to get on the winners' list.
2: This one, this next one was uh, was an interesting result um, mm. at St Bernard's. St Bernard's five nine to What Al- happened, Joey? Old Melbourneian seven seven forty nine. Joey, where are now, you, Piggy? Now, Piggy told us that Bernard's were going to be undefeated coming into round nine against the Old Zav. So they've lost two straight now. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. So Jackson uh, Payne was suspended last week. Former Brisbane Lion and Collingwood player um, came back in. I've seen some footage today. He took some serious pack marks. Proved to be a pain um, for so, uh, Old uh,
1: St Bernard's yesterday. Proved to be a
2: pain. Jesus! Great work, Carl. Good, Thank Carl. Um, I like that one. But uh, pretty—I mean—a pretty close contest. It was low-scoring, sort of all throughout. Bernard's uh, Bernard's came back at him in the last quarter, but um, another much-needed, need, much much-needed win there for uh, for. For Old Melbourneians, Jackson Payne best on ground. He kicked yeah. four, so um, a big, big result there for the uh, for the OMs. That's Josh Freezer in the best players He's again. Oh, Excellent player. Uh, I thought VFL you were going to make
1: player. a joke off the back of my joke there. Please bug. We no, very
3: actually. I'll watch him when he was at Essendon VFL. Very good footballer.
2: Yeah, good, good backman. Plays in the rep teams. So handy win there. for that, uh, I reckon
1: Old Melbourneians. They should be up and about after that result. Oh now, yeah. Look, we don't know if St. Bernard's have a few injuries. I know Joey had say had said there's a couple. Uh, of, of but it's a hard there,
2: road trip, Carl. It is, it it's is. a hard trip to I mean snake not, pit, oh no, I'm it's not hard saying, getting down to the green sorry, yeah, I'm, exactly not saying, right. I'm not saying it's a hard, you know, place to go. It's thirty minutes away, it's yeah, fine. But yeah. I'm saying it's a place it's hard where to get down that it's a place oh, where you go and hill. it's sort of it's sort of a it's sort of a confronting sort of ground when you get mm. there. It's oh, the oh, I know, it's very confronting down, I've
1: been there I've done that.
2: Yeah it's it's a tough place to play but a good win from old Melburnians uh, and the next result, uh, St. Kevin's back on the winner's list against yes. the previously undefeated Uni Blues. Wow. 14-10-94, 11 9 I think Scobbs are going to uh, find their mojo again after two mm. lean weeks. Uh, Billy Coates in the in the best there. Interesting, Jared Wade only kicked two for the day, so um, they shared around the goal kickers a bit, uh, St. Kevin's boys, but Uni Blues take on uh, the old Zavs next week, so Ooh. that'll be a good clash down at yeah. Uni Oval, but uh, St. Kevin's... Back on the winners list once again.
1: Yeah. Uni Blues would be disappointed, but this season's gotten off to a flyer, and St. Kevin's definitely uh, were... Uh, were uh, they've started the season okay, but probably were in need of another win, and they've got that against Uni Blues, and some might say that's a bit of an upset based off Uni Blues' season so yeah,
2: far. Yeah, and I guess based off St. Kevin's last sort of three weeks, mm. um, but... As, as we've said numerous times on this program, you, I've never once counted St. Kevin's out, even in their no, losses. No, no. So I still think they're far and away the best team in the competition. And, yeah. and that result there, I think, proves that they're uh, when they're up and about and rolling, that they are the best team in the comp. And so, sharing the goal kickers too. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yep, dangerous team.
1: Good stuff there by St Kevin's, and uh, Jeez, the next game. Wow.
2: Bad kicking's bad football, is not it? But they got <laughs> the win. Well, yeah, D- yeah, D- they
1: didn't do too bad. Six sixes, you know, it's forty two. Yeah, six six right. sixes are forty two, yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> exactly 15, 25 <laughs> oh. for Collegians.
2: Oh, One fifteen. Was it a wind tunnel down there at Waverley? Oh. Don't know. It's not windy, is it? Dairy
1: Bell. It's Dairy the yeah. It's the the dark curse of Dairy Bell. Wasn't that windy <laughs> no. well? wasn't that? Wasn't <laughs> that windy
3: yesterday? No. Was it? Maybe they oh, just did.
2: So. A, a good win. I mean, Hugh Johnson kicks four, so Collegians, again, I've said it a couple of times with a few of these games, uh, teams that needed wins got them yesterday. I so. think
1: d have got a lot out at the moment. Oh, well, you see, look at d Tom. At this. Yeah. Aaron Trussler yeah, is true, named man. as a goal kicker for d He's definitely, you know, under-19s playing senior footy. So, yeah. Nice. Well,
3: so. Tom Humphrey did his calf in the preseason, and then last week he did his other calf. Oh, And you lose your, your leader...
1: Yeah, I think D have and, been a bit yeah. stiff. I, I'm I am injuries have biased, hurt obviously, but yeah, injuries are really having an impact on them.
2: As as it is for any
3: everyone, everyone and no. they haven't headed overseas yet. No, I'm pretty no. sure
2: I am pretty sure Taylor Hunter returned for he Collegians did. in this game as well. So um he might just be even the catalyst to, to really spark them now. So um, a huge win there for, for Collegians and one that mm. might get their season back on track, I think. Twenty five behind, so yeah. not quite as practice. good as the old Zavs, eh? Yeah, the old Zavs (laughs) returned returned to the home of footy. They played at the school yesterday. Oh yes, yeah. So they do that once a year, which is great. So um, the uh, the school first eighteen played Brighton Grammar beforehand. Yep. Uh, and the seconds were actually put onto a different oval ac- ac- across the <laughs> way. They were, but they were still in the school. So, um, But uh, it was great. I mean, the, as, as I said, the school first played first, and then uh, the old Zavs after that. So um, a really good day uh, down at the school. And they do that once a year. I think St. Kevin's do the same thing yeah. as well. So, uh, but 22-10, 142 8-8, 56. This win was made all the more better by uh, no Rowan Buick, no uh, no Ralph, no Dennis Simiopoulos. So there was we had about four or five oh, blokes yeah. out of our best players. Um, I think Buick he has got a sore calf at the moment, so they gave him a week off. Um, but a, a few young blokes. I mean, Tom Gilbert, uh, he's got the best left foot I've ever seen. Uh, he's a, a freak. He's an unbelievable player. So he kicked four. He was best on ground. Matt Margin, four more again. He kicked four last week. So um, they're rolling along nicely. And, and interestingly, last week, I wanted to, um, obviously I wasn't here, but Corley beat him in last week's game. 43 disposals. Obviously, wow. they take the stats now. He kicked, he kicked three, I think. Brother of? Yes, brother of Caden. Yep, so forty three disposals you took last week. you had last <laughs> week against uh <laughs> against a pretty good side. So um, yeah, the Zavs rolling along, and one, one team left undefeated uh, in A-grade amateurs. I noticed mm. as
1: well a name of interest named in the best for Old Brighton, despite them not getting the chocolates against Old Zavs yesterday. Tom Lament, who Tom I Lament's, brought up last yeah. week. You he weren't here, Donners, but he was named initially in the centre-playing yep. squad for Sandy, and he's a member of their list. And yet to get a game for them. Yet, but, handy, uh,
2: handy in for Old Brighton. Yeah. getting inclusion.
1: Yeah. And he, he's a good, tall, strong mm. build, Tommy Lament, so uh, hopefully he gets a gig with Sandy, uh, yeah. but I think with Max King there. Yeah,
2: Interesting. Interesting to see the old Zavs have uh, shared the goal kickers as well. I mean, it's yeah. into a second mm. line there. So really lined up. Yeah, nine goals, second quarter. Nine goals, second quarter. Yeah, Ooh, was it got sheesh. us going. So um, <laughs> what was it? Thirteen to ten after the first quarter, and then just bang, bang, bang. Nine in the second, and they kept rolling. Yeah. What do you reckon, Carl? The Zavs. Yeah, they've won it. Just turn up. In no, zone. I'm oh, not saying no. they've won it. I'm not saying they've yeah, won it Yeah, well
1: all. it's between Zavs and St. Bernard's. There's no, nobody uh, on the table, is there?
2: I'm like. not. I'm not. I'm not in the piggy school of um of <laughs> arrogance here. I'm not saying it's it's signed sealed. No, no, oh, keeping a lid on it. I keeping am. You know, yeah. we go one week at a time. Ah, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. the what cliche I will say, is inside <laughs> the four walls. What I will say is, it's a very good start to the season. Yeah, five and zero. You know, yes, you build from there, and hopefully a finals berth keeps coming from us Righto. I look
1: at the ladder then, John, and look who's on the top. Do you want to just hey. read it out there, Cal? Old Zavarians. Five and Five zip. wins. Zero losses. Back where
2: we belong, but Yep, stay on top. Back where no we belong. No blemishes for yep. old Zavs. Yep. Walk in the park. And Will Ham's to play next week. Yeah, see? So yeah. that, eh? Hey? Rowan Buick, oh. Will Ham's come in, so... John Donahue going to return to the (laughs) thirds a week after. Which is a bit. Oh, mate. I'll show you the bruise in the uh, ad break I copped yesterday. It's massive. I'm going to be playing footy again.
1: Uni Blues in second position. Four wins, one loss. Going strong this year as well. St. Bernard's, three wins, two losses, despite them allegedly going to be undefeated in season
2: 2019. (laughs) Whoa! Stop, (laughs) marks. Yeah, literally. I've just shown the boys a bruise. I, uh, we put yesterday. that on the Facebook oh, page. Oh, you got to put that up there. Oh, that's a beauty. I, I was backing back into... <laughs> Do you know
1: into... what? We'll put that on the Facebook page. Do you know how Facebook now has sensory for poor yeah,
2: yeah, for for images? Yeah.
7: They will warn people.
2: <laughs> I was backing back into a pack yesterday, and oh. a bloke went in studs first, oh. and he's absolutely studded me, and it was oh. the most painful thing ever. Oh, God. Anyway, we'll... We might put that on the Facebook Evans page. Evans
1: and fourth with three wins, two losses. Old Malvernians, three wins, two losses. Collegians two wins, three losses. Old Brighton two wins, three losses. Old Trinity one win, four losses. Old Kerry one win, four losses. And well, lar one win. Four I think um, the, of the I not think not Collegians.
2: Good. I think Collegians are the only team out of the four that slide we'll, into four. We'll get the in, four. yeah. I yep. think St. Bernard's drop out um, after a while. Um, Piggy won't be happy with that, but. I think uh, the, I think St. Bernard's are, are a good side, but I don't think they're top four ready just yet, and I think Collegians will, uh, will make a huge run on the way home and get back into the finals.
1: Quick look at some other results in the fourteen before oh, we uh, take a break and head to that Ben Lockwood. Uh, Bo Morris, 3-14-32 at home at Bansky Reserve.
2: Oh, that is a wind tunnel, though. Jeez, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that ground on memories of that ground. <laughs> uh, defi- going down, rather, to Caulfield, Grammarians 18 6 1, 14. Good kicking by he's Caulfield. Kicked, he's
2: kicked a bag, that bloke. Seven.
1: Mm, a lazy seven by uh, De Boz.
2: And still no sp- sign of Brendan Goddard. Morrisby,
1: no. Barker, and Osborne, and Tony Toniolo with the multiples for Caulfield. No multiples from Bo Morris, obviously, with three goals. Mm. De Boz, Harris, and Osborne, the best for Caulfield and for Bowie, uh, Diggins, Nadino, and Taylor. The next result we'll take a quick look at in Premier B. St. Bede's Mentone were a bit stiff this result. 10 6 66 were defeated by Old Scotch. 12 12 84 Campbell Sports Ground. Downey, Burns Jones were, and Burns Jones were the multiples for Old Scotch. Downey, Kerr and Jelbert the best there. And for St. Bede's, Kayo with two, Cowan with two, Faye with two and O'Toole with two. Robertson, Hartung and Kai Beveridge as well. Mm. O'Toole in the, best,
3: and the best got dropped from Sandy this yeah.
1: week. Hmm. Billy Hartung and Kai Beveridge as mm-hmm. well interesting story to come out yeah apparently. I don't know haven't spoken yeah, on the
2: same, same beads Boys about that yet apparently no. it wasn't uh, it was a bit fabricated yeah, though. yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: look I, I wouldn't think too much I've seen
3: it. the footage of the thing but
1: yeah uh, and the final result we'll take a quick look at is Parkdale Vultures 5636 getting a bit of a belting Courtesy of uh uni blues, eighteen seventeen, one twenty five defending Parkdale five six thirty six there.
2: A familiar mm. name for us in the uh, best yes. Jack Vorbach. Jack Vorbach and Josh Manning yeah. kicking good to see good to see at least one Vorback playing yeah. uh, playing good footy.
1: And uh <laughs> looking finally to Premier C in the VAFA in Henton Rovers yesterday, 12-16-88, defeated Mazad in a thriller, 12-15-87 at the Boss James Reserve there.
2: Doesn't get much closer. No, and they Certainly led by Mazenod.
3: a goal at Three-quarter time, Mazanod.
1: Yeah, almost as close as the game we saw in the AFL between Gold Coast and Melbourne. Certainly that is. That was an yep. interesting inning. i tell you. Bradford with two. Uh, Sclaventis with two for the Rovers. They were the only multiples. Broadley, Ebbett and Hodges in the best there. And for Mazanod, Kovac with three. Martino with two. Warby, Tallison Deegan named in the best for Maznot. And for Ormond yesterday, we did have the president a little earlier on today. Ten thirteen seventy three defeating old Camberwell nine ten sixty four. Simon with three. Buckley with two and Bingham with two for Ormond. No best players there. And for Old Campbell, Old Campbell was the only multiple. Campbell, Wells, and Allen named in the best air. That's how M.O.'s wrap.
2: And two one pointers, I noticed there. Mm. Ajax also uh, won by point or lost by point there. Yeah, you don't really see two one pointers in the same round.
3: And Old Toning's had a loss. Yeah. That's, that'll be their first yeah. loss for the season. Yeah, certainly did. Good, yeah. Good stand. Yeah. I told Premier League. Yeah. Interesting results coming Which out. Which is of good. That. You want that in a level competition.
1: Definitely. Good to see. Hey, we've got to get to our last break here on 88.3 Southern FM because joining us after this will be the senior coach of the SFNL's Interleague side for 2019. He has been the senior coach for a numerous amount of years now. Three years. And uh, three wins.
3: Yes, doing very well.
1: Good good record, Ben Lockwood. He'll be joining us right after this You're on 88.3 Southern FM. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home or local footy in 2019. It's 20 to midday.
3: It takes 300,000 corks to purchase a wheelchair. Save your corks and help buy equipment to make life easier for people who need them. Lions Clubs around Australia will ensure that these corks are recycled and the funds are used for a very worthwhile cause. What else do Lions Clubs recycle? They recycle aluminium cans. They recycle the ring pools from those cans to make artificial limbs for landmine victims in Southeast Asia. If it can be recycled, there's a Lions Club somewhere in
4: Australia doing just that. Do you want to know what is happening in your local and surrounding communities? Then tune
9: into Community Capers with me, Pauline O'Brien, on Tuesdays from 9 to 10am and I will keep you up to date with what is happening and what events are occurring. I interview local community identities and also on the third Tuesday of the month you can listen to the Bayside U3A's latest radio play. Tuesdays from 9 to 10am it's Community Capers with
6: Pauline O'Brien. Hyatt Neighbourhood Community House is dedicated to creating a welcoming community atmosphere through running affordable classes and events for all ages and abilities. Featured classes include playgroup, art, fitness and teen gaming plus room hire. Key events include higher ground, photography competition, Lions Den and Hyatt Hub Livingston Street Party. Sharing the space with the Hyatt seniors and Greek seniors, we are located at 2 Livingston Street, Hyatt. To get in touch, call 955 3797 or visit our website at hyatt.org.au.
0: Every Saturday morning from 10 until noon, you can hear all the latest Australian releases on the all-new Saturday Osmosis. Interviews with the artists and live studio performances. All new, all Australian, all genres, all good. All new Saturday Osmosis, every Saturday morning from 10 until noon.
7: Pressure. It's something that most of us don't like being under. In fact, it often causes confusion and mistakes. As a professional footballer, it's something I've had to get used to. Yet, people think it's okay to put heaps of pressure on kids to perform when they're playing their sport. It might seem harmless enough, but constantly calling out instructions from the sidelines and telling kids what to do can be a real downer. I'm Nick Del Santo, and it's time to let kids be kids and enjoy their sport. Google Play by the Rules to find out more.
3: If you like your music local and live tune in to Southern FM's Live Sunday Sessions where we feature local artists and bands playing live to air in the studio each week. And listen out for details of giveaways and gigs as we discuss their musical career between songs. Support your local independent artists and keep music live. Live Sunday Sessions, 4 till 5pm
4: on 88.3 Southern FM. From Sandringham to South Yarra, you're listening to Southern FM.
1: You are indeed where the time is 17 minutes to midday. This is Beyond the Boundary, your home of local footy in 2019. 0404 000 is the number you can get us on throughout the program. We'd love to hear from you still. What's your favourite club function that you've attended or event during your time in local footy? been a lot of good ones out there and we'd love to hear from you but we'll draw our attention now to interleague the AFL Victoria Championships which uh, is an annual feature and uh, a side that does feature it is the SFNL team and uh, this year playing away once again second year in a row and joining us on the line is uh, well probably the most successful interleague coach of the SFNL who is accompanied by the uh, Chairman of Selectors who's in the studio this morning as one of our regular co-hosts but I speak of Ben Lockwood. Lockers, good morning to you, and thanks for giving us some of your time this morning.
5: Yeah,
2: thanks, guys. Yeah, good morning to you, too, also. Uh, Lockers, John Dono here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, how are the boys shaping up ahead of uh, next week's game? Uh, yeah, not too
5: bad, John. Yeah, they pretty strong. It's always pretty hard to get absolutely everything on board, we've had a pretty good success in the game this year. And really, it's a player driven thing, and um, you know, the players have been in it first know the last couple of years at least to really get behind it. They like what we do. Um they, they like the camaraderie and the, you know, the chiefs are probably probably as good of a standard of footy as they can. Some, you know, later yeah. in the career, some of the starting so it's really play driven. It's been led really well with the leaders. You know, there are some natural leaders within the the Group now that um, really take charge of it, so it's really driven by them. So it's been a good, uh, yeah, a good
2: campaign again. You've named uh, Danny Aides captain for the second year in a row. Was that uh, an easy decision for you guys? Yeah, really
5: easy. It's just a matter of whether you know Danny's. you know, sorry, you know 30, 31 now. It was more uh, once he gave the green light that he thought he was right. I just spoke to him last November about it, and I said, mate, you know if if you don't want to play, I understand. You've given a lot. You know, he's got to concentrate on club footy. He said, well, I'm in for sure. So, mate, um, so him and I knew back last November that he was going to be captain unless something untoward happens. So it was a really easy one. He's outstanding leader. and got lots of experience. So, yeah, it was an easy one for us.
1: Look, as in the past years, you've found it difficult as a, as a coach and with Bug as, a, as an assistant chairman and selectors to, to get a buy-in from some of the clubs across the league. How, how's it been for you this year as far as selection and, and the clubs getting involved with the interleague process in 2019?
5: Yeah, we're about 90% there, John. Still, mm-hmm. to be honest, there's probably still a couple of, couple of um, areas we need to work on or improve, I suppose. But overall, it's really good to come you know, I think this year we'll have. Uh, there is to a chance that we'll have all Division One clubs represent this year. Um, there may be, there may be coming a selection a couple of clubs, but nearly every club will be involved. So it's, it's been great to have a great challenge, no doubt. Um, but more and more, uh, the coaches are getting on board and and pushing and wanting their players to to find it. So and you see, got Again, it's like a game, each player driven. You know, we've got really good input from. You know the strong clubs, Dingley, um, really good. Cheltenham have been good over the last couple of years. Um, East Malvern have supported it well, and now down to you know a newly promoted club, this year, Sam Ecker and Hyde guys have been fantastic. So it's, yeah, we've definitely we've definitely made giant steps in that area, and we've just got to continue to work on it.
2: Tell us about a uh, good mate here, Wayne, and what he's like in those selection meetings. Do you and him ever butt heads about players? <laughs> if you want to, if he wants to drop someone and you don't. <laughs>
5: Oh no! Look, Wayne's is a, um, a very forgiving chairman. It's generally um, he likes to say yes, Wayne. So you know he, he, he's a good man in the bunk. He, uh, he knows his footy, knows his players. So um, you know he's, he's pointing him in the right direction, and he gets around and loves talking to him after a game each, each and every Saturday. Depending, I can't get him to travel away from the club <laughs> games. Um, yeah. just got a so, Romsey, he'll oh, be oh, a tough one. Uh, yeah,
3: no, go to Romsey. <laughs> <laughs> no, will yeah, go, go to
5: Romsey. generally up to the lead-up to the game. He only sees uh, four other clubs, and that's whoever. throwing <laughs> whoever uh, the bloods playing those first four weeks. I <laughs> know oh, he does a great job. Yeah,
3: we've seen some games, haven't we? Lockers from round one up to an hour. Everyone's sort of spread around, and it's yeah, been good. Well,
5: it's good. Cause, you know, obviously the other assistant coaches we've got, and, uh, you know, even, the, even the guy that one of my mates who runs for me, um, Troy A's has gone on for a couple of games as well. So, yeah, look, we've seen everyone and had a good look and we know who's playing well and, you know, and in the game, we pick a couple of guys on trust every year. They, they might not be the, you know, as I always say with it's not the best 22 players in the comp. It's, it's the best 22 that we sit, see, see fit that, that can play a roles. Um, given that we know who the opposition are, we've got a, we've got a gun opposition analysis. We, you know, we probably do more on the opposition than most, you clubs through Ryan Fishlock. So, yeah, it's a real, real team effort, which is uh, which is good. It's a real strength of the Southern Footy League as we try and build our uh, build our status and, and, and improve our
3: ranking. And obviously, this week it steps up, doesn't it? Tuesday night, Thursday night, back at Linton Street, Marabin, and the the team will yeah, be announced.
5: Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Look, Spring Springvale's a great venue, surface-wise. It's it's just pretty hard to get to on a Wednesday night, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Linton Street this week, um, central location, good to get in and. No, it's for the players to see the facilities and, and hopefully that's where the, you know, this is are going to play finals in years to come. So it'd be good for the boys to get out there and have a run around. And Yeah, if we're going to have a few selection uh, headaches this year on uh, Tuesday night after the boys came, but that's a good thing, yeah. to be honest. That's, you know, that's what we want. We're probably going to have to... There's going to be, you know, some guys that miss out that are really desperate to play, but that's uh, as much as you don't like telling them that because they've invested the time, it's good for the Southern Footy League that, you know, we're in that position we probably haven't been... Um, in previous years you know going back years I mean, last time we played the Riddell League we which was a long time ago now about 10 years ago we were making calls on a Friday night to try and find 22 players to play so yeah. we're not in that position anymore which is a good thing
2: Lockers uh, you lost uh, you lost a couple of players during the week uh, through injury Luke Duffy and uh, Mike Cook um, have you brought anyone in to replace them uh, in the interim
5: um, we have <laughs> unfortunately one of the guys we brought in is out also um, oh. We identified with with uh, with Miles Cook and, and Luke Duffy, especially who's played in it before. and is really good, uncompromising inside mids. Um, we can't just leave all that booking work up to Danny Aide, so we we try to bring uh, Dylan Dylan Gribben in from Hyatt, who's you know played at played at Bo Morris, had a really successful career in the vaFA, but unfortunately, topped a really bad eye injury last week and. Uh, a lot worse than first thought so he's um he's unfortunately brought him in but he's, he's straight out um look we're just waiting on the fitness of a couple of other guys um hopefully we can get uh, jake mullins up he's been suffering with a bit of back injury at the oakley district strong man but hopefully we can get him in because you know, as much as we're going to play a real run run spread game that we have to uh a on this ground and b against an opposition that we know are physically going to be pretty big um, we still do need that inside grunt to compete. Um, you know, we've still got to win the footy at the source. So, yeah, we'll, we'll work on it. But, uh, yeah, there's still probably about 33 blokes, mm. um, 34 blokes, I think, that we're looking to pick from this week. So, yeah, we'll see how we go.
3: And then we've still got a couple of blokes on VFL list too, haven't we? Mm. So
5: We have, yeah, mm. there's a couple of answers. Uh, hopefully, I know Jimmy Zell played really well for court, uh, St Paul's yesterday. He's... He's obviously available to play if he doesn't get picked at Sandringham. Um Alex Spencer who's on Collingwood's list of game players and bullshit and played really well. Um so yeah, we've got to wait till Wednesday to see if those guys get picked with the VfL clubs. We probably will miss out on uh McKelsey mm. He seems to be a regular at Casey at the moment, but um you never know our luck and a uh, really good, foot, good uh, story for Ryan Carroll, who plays his football game. Yeah, fantastic. No. So, look, 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 the best thing for me is that they all get picked in their, um, their VFL sides next week and can't play Southern, that'd be good for their footy. Um, if they miss out, they can obviously play a game with like that.
2: Lock, Locker's final one from me. Uh, read an article during the week that uh, Lee Hartman's come out and he said uh, the Southern would consider suspending players uh, if they refuse to play uh, interleague. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you agree with it?
5: Uh, in principle, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, know, I think it, it, it's, it sounds like a really harsh, harsh line. It, it's actually not as harsh as it sounds. It basically is. You know, if guys communicate, you know, the league actually send them the time to invite them to training, Look, it's an honest conversation between Lee, Lee, and the Lee and the player, Lee and the club, myself and the club and the player. Um, But it's it's those guys that just you know don't even have the I suppose common courtesy to reply to say they can't for whatever reason or they'd prefer not to. That's they're the ones we get frustrated at. So it's more look, you know, the last thing you want to do is suspend anyone for doing it, and hopefully we don't have to. But uh, I completely support that principle because. You know, over the years there's been definitely uh, <laughs> a, a, an underbelly of guys that have just refused. It's more not the actual players itself, though, because every single player we've got along with the trainings who maybe have been a little bit hesitant. Once they've got it involved, they've loved it. Mm. Um, it's more come from clubs, so it's more just to stamp out those clubs who just um, you know, don't want to support it because you know the SFL have to do a lot of work to, to maintain the, the comp and you know they support the. The, the clubs and so on like that so it's just a bit of making sure it's a, a two way relationship so yeah in principle I do I really hope that you know we don't have to go down we don't have to go down that track and uh, look it's as I said it's been really good buying again this year so yeah we'll just work through that if if we need to but it's, it's again that's over the week and you guys so uh, I'll just worry about uh, what we do on Saturday.
1: Definitely. Hey, uh, Lockers, really appreciate your time this morning, mate, and uh, the success rates there, we wish you all the best. I'm sure you're going to give it all you got against the Riddell League next week, and uh, all the best for it, mate. We appreciate you joining us this morning, having a chat in the lead-up to the big game next weekend.
5: No worries, boys. Good on
1: you. Beautiful stuff. Ben Lockwood, the head coach of the SFNL's interleague team in the lead-up to the AFL-Victoria Championships next week where the SFNL do take on the Riddell Districts. Up at Romsey. Yes, footy and airport league. Couldn't so, tell um, you where Romsey
3: yeah. was. Last time I went up there, we played up at Macedon, so yeah, haven't go. been to Romsey. But anyway, we're
1: into it, Cole, Division 1. Good to hear from Lockers. Yes, uh, into it now, Division 1 senior footy. Wayne, Donald. you at the game.
2: Cracking game, one of the be- one of the best uh, one of the best games I've I've been a part of. We uh, we called it, and a seesawing a- affair. I mean. The thing we took out of it in the first quarter was East Melbourne could have been a lot more in front. They were one six after the first quarter. They weren't kicking straight, um, and three 19 was the end result for St. Paul's in that quarter. And you just thought St. Paul's just had that po- a little bit more poise. Um, and coming out in the second quarter, uh, we heard from Chris Carey. We, we actually had a mic in the huddle. Chris Carey was saying, "Go back to our structures. Go back to you know we, when we do these things right, we do them well." And even Robbo came out, uh, their coach, and said. We uh, we discussed. We don't want to give them time and space, and that's what they didn't do in the second quarter. So they they shut down the the St Paul's run. But six goals straight, uh, six goals straight in the uh, in the second for East Melvin, uh, and two goals for St Paul's set up a really good contest. So um, uh, it was just a remarkable game. Third quarter, St Paul's got back on top. Uh, East Melvin bounced back a little bit in the last quarter, and Mackenzie Bristow had uh, oh. had that shot and goal. From a uh, from a Liam Sumner torpedo uh, with ten seconds left, he had a shot uh, after the siren and uh, unfortunately sprayed it. But the, the funny thing was, they were all the, Bristow thought he kicked it.
3: Yeah, it looked they like they all yeah. thought,
2: they all went to him. Liam Sumner was jumping on him. They <laughs> they all thought that Bristow would kick the goal. But I watched the goal umpire and he made a decision straight away. He didn't hesitate. He went straight uh, straight to the. Um, yeah to the to the umpires and said no that's that's a behind so um, he was he was pretty adamant that it was behind but Righto, I look uh,
1: forward to Paul Amy writing an article about it during the week in the lead a local newspaper great, but a
2: great game to a great game to witness <laughs> that's going to make news isn't it yeah probably yeah. and um I mean the 2018 grand final replay uh, rematch so yes um a good win for some Pauls throws him back into the top four now.
1: Yeah, no, well 1. Point and uh, St Paul's get the chocolates there at McKinnon Reserve at their fortress. Good on them. Another Top- g- another
2: big game from Chris Carey as well. Yeah, yeah. doing well. Yeah. Best ruckman in the comp. Absolutely good, good
1: contest. Speaking of contests, look at this one. That Princess Highway Reserve yesterday. Oakley would be disappointed with this but a uh, very high scoring game. Port Melbourne 22 16 148 under Lindsay Gilby. Uh, defeating Oakley District, fifteen seven ninety seven. Dave Velado back on uh, the goal kicking mm-hmm. side of things, kicking five. Jakey Mullen with three, and Cyril.
3: Yeah, Cyril's there, kicking Cyril's two. Back, kicking in, two. Yep.
2: Cal Cathcart kick five. Isn't he playing? Isn't he? Doesn't he play across half back? He plays every week huh? <laughs> He's very the ulti- good football. Okay, the ulti- so Another good one for uh, good the interleague one. team this week as well. Mm.
1: Uh, Harris had four for Port Melbourne. Tommy Nichols, good to see him getting on the goal-scoring side of things. XD La there and uh, Brighton Grammar. Daluca
3: uh, in the best again for Port Colts.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Cathcart there as well. Of course, good to see him finding and some And Brad ball. Sutcliffe on the wing mm. in the best. It's very good. Good result for Port Melbourne there. The next result, well, Donners, this is one that uh, I, I didn't take your prediction... On board, you said 58, 58 points, and it was 54.
2: 53, 54. <laughs> 54. It's Dingley- On 90. the rebound. Oh, 19 <laughs> 6
1: one defeating Bentley, 10-6-66. There's, there's make... got to be, a, there's
2: gotta be a, a leniency of four points. I mean, that's a fairly good Mate, tip I, by Mate,
1: I'm, I'm real rat for you. Yeah. That's, that's impressive.
2: Although I did tips in Kilda City, so we'll get back to that anyway. <laughs> oh.
1: uh, and anyway. I also tips
2: and Pauls by six points, and they won by, <laughs> they won by one, so
1: you're getting there I'm going well you're four points off (laughs) the four point margin the four point man that's what we're going to call you (laughs) Uh, Faulkner Wood with four for Dingley geez he's really made an impact yeah for number 19
3: to homegrown product
1: yeah good to see him very good kicking four Parker with three Farmer with three Wharton Mill with two, Kaplan, two. Jesus, they lined up, didn't they?
2: The the interesting one about this game was it was close right up until three quarter time. Yeah, I mean it was it was like a fifteen point margin at three quarter yeah. time, and um, an eight goal quarter in the in the last term for Dingley really cemented it. So mm. disappointing for Bentley because I mean to yeah. be honest, they'll probably be thinking that that was one game that they could have won.
3: And during the week, Dingley wielded the axe. Daniel yeah. Campozano, the much-travelled Daniel Campozano, got dropped. Ah, their high-priced really? recruit from Chelsea Heights is really? found himself running around the twos yesterday. Wow. Mm. Oh well, Not it has back, anything though,
1: to do with your inside the four walls a little earlier in the? No, it's definitely oh, it's a Daniel. But obviously, right. Dingley had to make changes. Obviously,
2: and- he took it a, took it a bit better than your. Uh, well, well, your yeah, boy, the other bloke you know?
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, so good result for Dingley there. This one, well, you'd be happy with this, Bug. Uh, Travelling up to, to half time, road. and yeah, got it, uh, Totally outscored after half time. First journey to turn a road in. one? Uh, four. Five for years. A yeah, five years. Couple of years.
3: Yep.
2: No yep. goal scorers and best in, I 10, like 18, 78,
1: Hyatt yesterday. <laughs> we defeated by Morty Alec. 15, 14, 104. Uh, Leeson. Hyatt Swift with four.
2: Very good Swift up
1: forward. Hendy with two. Young Young always a good performer for Hyatt. Jones with two as well. Son off. Yeah, David. David. And uh, Well Good friend of ours as well yep. Best players for Hyatt Rain, Smith, Oh, Killed and, him in the ruck macklin And, and uh, for Morty O Well Gleeson Just a Up lazy forward. six
3: Took a specky two yesterday Kicking six Tol- That's a two That's a yeah, bad no
2: Morris two Semel two uh, I noticed Harry Haley in the best again. He's been yes. there probably four out of your five games, I think. Tommy yeah. Curry. Tommy
3: Curry, yeah, some of the yeah, the boys found the footy yesterday and yeah. it was good.
1: They like, could nice. use him at D at the moment. Very nice.
2: Well that's yeah,
3: every second. Anyway, we we Sam Heslinek's
2: D dealer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: anyway. Well
1: yep. how many more? Do you want me to down there running the water for you next uh, next week? 11, twenty one eleven one thirty seven. Good to see them doing well defeating St Kilda City 13-5-83 at JBO yesterday. McTaggart with a lazy geez, what's that bag now? Eight. 18 goals in three games. Leading big it, will he? up forward,
2: yeah. a yeah. bag of seven and a, a bag yeah. of eight and a bag yeah. of six, I think. Something yeah, yeah. Davis well. with
1: two. Kelly with two. McLaren with two. Good to see Shawnee get a couple. And Kilner with two. Hayes, McTaggart and Barclay in the best there. Dwyer with four. O'Hare Vargas, four. Smith, two. And Green, two. The brother of Toby uh, Dwyer, O'Hare, Vargas and Cochran, the best there for... Good win by Chelt. 24 yeah.
2: goals for Willie, Willie McTaggart. There you go. Stephen Muller with 15 and Dan Farmer 14. Okay. Hey, uh, a yeah, quick 12. look
1: at the ladder because we've got to head over to Sports Fans Radio who are waiting to get started. Dingley on top, Morty Alex second, Chelt third, St. Paul's fourth, Port Melbourne fifth. East Melbourne 6th, St Kilda City 7th, Bentley 8th, Oakley ninth, and Hyatt sitting on the bottom of the ladder. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to be joined by you this morning, every morning on a Sunday.
2: Thanks, Carlos. what well well Carl. Good work, boys. Have a
1: spell. You've done a good spell the last yeah. couple of weeks. Takes his time to off. Bug. Oh, do
3: you want me to come on for the league next Sunday or not? Yeah. Box. Oh. Might,
1: we might get you on the phone for a bit of a wrap. Yeah, okay. Give How's me a ring. Sound? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't need to come nah, in. It's actually,
2: right. I want you in, Bug. Come in. <laughs> oh, I'll, come in I'll come in. Don't hey, be lazy.
1: I'll come in. Hey, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Coming up, Sports Fans Radio. You've been listening to Beyond the Boundary here on eighty-eight point three Southern FM. The Sounds of the Bayside. Your home of local footy in twenty nineteen. We'll see you same place, same time next week, right here on Southern FM.